Fifteen years ago, this morning, we awoke literally and figuratively to the stark realization that a war in which we had been unknowingly engaged had come to our shores. Collective confusion and shock gave way to grief and anger as we learned of 2,996 lives lost, including those now on the front lines of freedom, 343 firefighters and 72 law enforcement officers. In the days and weeks that followed, rescue workers and civic leaders of all stripes, exemplifying our unity and solidarity as a nation, and emblematic of our shared hope, sifted through the rubble to ensure that no one, alive or dead, would be left behind. In doing so, they exposed themselves to dust and toxins that have since claimed over 1,400 more heroes. The prophet Jeremiah, also in a time of national tragedy and loss, lamented, and I said, my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering mine affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. But this I recall to mind, therefore have I hope that it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. Today we are thankful that our ultimate hope is in the Lord. But we are also thankful that we see at work his mercy and grace renewed every day through the compassion and faithfulness of those who serve who choose to serve. I invite you now to reflect and look forward through this video presentation this Patriot Day. My feeling in these past 15 years is that the world has changed considerably. It's hard to believe that it's, it's been 15 years. I mean, it seems like it was yesterday. 15 years later, 9-11 is a reflection, a reflection of how strong America is. September 11th, I was a firefighter with uh, Engine Company 24. I was the lieutenant on duty. I was in Atlantic City on a uh, belated honeymoon with my wife. I was in the city working. Um, Right at the time at Con Edison, New York. I was in my office on the 68th floor of the North Towers, One World Trade Center. It was the first day of school. It was a wonderful day. It started out to be a wonderful day. I came to my office, and I was so lucky because my desk was just by the window on 82nd floor. And quarter to nine, a minute before the impact, in my office there was absolute silence. And all of a sudden, the silence was broken by tremendous blast. I ran to a window uh, looking south. I saw the plane embedded into the first tower. Once we got the call, uh, I didn't even know who was working yet. Uh, 
I ran over to the fire truck and we all jumped in the rig. At that point, my brother and my sister are both cops. My father was a New York City firefighter. Uh, I knew that two out of the three were working that day. So I go into the office in Brooklyn Bay Ridge and the captain briefs us and he said, apparently we're under attack. Uh, he ordered us to put our uniforms on and make our way over to the World Trade Center. Everybody had left the floor and um, the phones were ringing. And um, when I answered the phone, it was um, one of the cops from our police department. And they informed me, the cops said, um, a plane hit the building. That was his words, a plane hit the building. So I immediately ran toward the door. When I got to the door, the entire hall on my floor was already filled with the black, dark smoke. And I thought, that's it. That's the end of my life. I will die. I couldn't get in touch with my family members, couldn't leave, couldn't get here if I wanted to. So I basically just had to sit and wait to hopefully hear good news. We couldn't get over. The bridge was closed, the tunnel was closed. So we commandeered some small fishing boats, and they ferried us over uh, on the Hudson. You know, many firefighters always talk about, you know, I'll see you at the big one. You know, um, we knew that would probably be the biggest fire that we would ever fight. Then the alarms went off. And so when the alarm went off, I realized it's not a drill. You know, it's real. So I left, got into the stairwell, and um, made my way down. It took me over an hour to get out of the tower. When I was on 44th floor, the second tower was hit. When I got down to the, uh, the plaza level, one of my colleagues stopped me and said, don't go out there, because you could get crushed. Because number of people, they went out to the outside onto the plaza and got crushed, actually. We were on the 35th floor with the three other companies, and there was a chief there, and um, we had actually gotten a mayday to get out of the building over his radio. And then all of a sudden, the North Tower started to sway. All I remember is um, hearing, saw like a snap, you know, something snapping. You know, it's a loud sound. But then heard somebody say, take cover. Then, um, I felt this big shockwave, and all of a sudden it went pitch black. I drove down to the West Side Highway to a point that I saw a tsunami of this black cloud when the towers came down, heading up north. And um, I was at awe of seeing the sight of people running out of the cloud. There was a cloud of smoke. Um, your eyes burnt. You couldn't breathe. Um, your uniforms turned white from the soot and the dust. When I first got out and there was nobody around, I was calling Maydays for help. I was missing all my men because I thought the whole place had been abandoned at that point. I started looking back. As I looked back, then I realized I didn't see the towers. And then it hit me. The towers are gone. And then I realized what had happened. And like, wait a minute, I just survived the collapse of the towers because then it hit me. The towers are not dead. And as we're walking, we're tripping because women ran out of their shoes. They dropped their pocketbooks. They dropped their groceries. They ran for their lives, OK? We finally got on to the, what was remaining of the Twin Towers. Now, I was never in the military, but this was a war zone, okay? Total chaos. Worst thing I've ever seen in my life. After 9-11, we knew as a country, we knew as a people, as a nation that we were going to be different, and the world was going to be different. What we all saw in the days and weeks and months after 9-11 was an extraordinary 
demonstration of compassion and generosity and volunteerism and the best of who we are as human beings. 9-11 should not be a symbol of sadness. It should be a symbol of, of what we can do together to help people in their greatest moment of need, no matter where that is. Courage and fellowship and honor and integrity can come from anywhere and everywhere, and that it's inside all of us, and that we would live with that not buried deep inside of us, waiting for some crisis or moment in history to draw it out of us, but to tap into that every day. That 9-11 should leave us as a better nation. I think 15 years later, it's how we view that event. That is not simply looking back, but it's also looking forward. Listen as the tone goes out Fire alarms activated And a building is showing smoke And so the engine rolls To trouble again There's people at the scene just watching People running out for the lights Firefighters get them and help them out and go looking for more inside. Cause that's just what they do. These women and men. Cause they made a promise and here they come. Someone heard and called 911. And the sirens saying hope is on the way. There's a hero racing to help a stranger promise and here they come someone heard and called 911 and the sirens saying hope is on the way there's a hero racing to help a stranger yeah. 
Hi, what's your name? Gio. Hi, Gio. What do you want to be when you grow up? You want to go in the army? Yes. Yeah, that's great. To protect the country? Yes. Yeah? All right, thank you very much. Hi, what is your name? Emma. Hi, Emma. What do you want to be when you grow up? police officer. Why? Because you're so awesome. Because you're so awesome? Oh, that's great. Thank you very much. Hi, what's your name? RJ. RJ? Hi, RJ. What do you want to be when you grow up? Officer. You want to be a police officer? Why? Because I want to. Because you want to? Okay, that's so great. Thank you very much. Hi, what's your name? Steve Flurry. What do you want to be when you grow up? A Navy SEAL. A Navy SEAL? Why? Because my cousin is a Navy SEAL. He's been traveling all around the world a lot. That's great. Hi, what's your name? Oh, Shaka. And what do you want to be when you grow up? A police. You want to be a police officer? Yes. That's great. Thank you very much. What is your name? Zoe Lewis. And what do you want to be when you grow up? A firefighter. Firefighter? What do you want? Why do you want to be a firefighter? Because I want to save people's lives and help them. That is so great. Thank you very much. Seated. Forbes magazine recently uh, ranked Palm Bay as America's 15th fastest growing city. So we are on the move. And in recent years, Palm Bay has, was listed as the most innovative city and the best bang for your buck. Amen. So we're thankful for our city and we're thankful for our country. And we're honoring those. We want to give Honor to our current leaders in the community with a gift of certification of appreciation. It seems a little small in compared that every day that they walk out their doors, they're actually putting their life in their, in their hands. And so we praise them for their dedication and outstanding service to our community. We want them to know that their sacrifice and their willingness to serve does not go unnoticed. Amen? At this time, I'm going to call up all of our civil, uh, civic leaders and our first responders. And if you would, please just hold your applause to the end, uh, or otherwise we'll be here for a while. Amen? So please hold your applause. First, we'd like to bring up uh, Mayor William Capote. Amen? We're thankful for our mayor. Amen? He's also... Y'all don't listen, but that's all right. <laughs> he also is a veteran of the Armed National Guard, and so he's, he's been a community server for a long time. We want Councilman Harry Santiago to come up at this time. These men are representing our city, amen? And I don't know if the city manager, Greg Link, has, did he make it? Is he out there? We want him to come up if he's out there. Um, we also want... 
to call uh, Brother Greg Leonard. He's representing the police officers. He's also a member of our church, our very own. Amen. And we want uh, Fire Chief Christopher DiCiasio. I know I messed it up. I even practiced it with him back there. I hate not getting it. Tell us how to pronounce your name. Desashio. Desashio. We're thankful that you're here. Amen. He's representing the Palm Bay Fire Department, paramedics, and the EMTs. And also, we want to recognize today uh, Alex Herrera, the Brevard County Sheriff, along with our own brother Harry Bermudis. We want him to come. He's our member here at our church also and represents the fire department. And all those that have come, we want you to come up and stand with your respective um, office here. And so we are so appreciative. Come on up here. Don't be shy, men. And come on up. We want to recognize everybody. They've typed up a big long list of good things to say about these people and all that they've done and it would take us too long to do that and besides I want to preach yet this morning. So we're going to hold off on them but they've done great work all through their lives. They've served and been servants of our nation and our community. We'd also like anybody that's in the audience that if you've ever served in any of these departments past or present or in any of the armed services active or veterans, we would like for you to stand at this time. Amen. Our kids uh, gave, wrote a bunch of thank you cards for each department. And we have a certificate that reads, on behalf of First Pentecostal Church, we would like to thank you for your dedication and outstanding service to our community. Your sacrifice and willingness to serve the city and the residents of Palm Bay does not go unnoticed. And for that, we say thank you. May God bless you for your service. Now, I wonder if we could collectively give these men and all of our leaders a rounding applause. Amen. Come on, let's give it up. We appreciate you guys. We're so thankful. thankful for our city. Amen. Our pastor, if you want to stand with me, I'll read a scripture. 
Our pastor is the one that, Pastor Myers, he's not here today, but he has a burden for, hard for me to get through this even. We're so blessed to have a man of God that is so mightily used, not only in this city, but all around the world. And we are thankful for what he's doing. And um, he is the one that wanted this all to be put on today. And my son brought me, bought me a new iPad cover, and I can't get into it right now. <laughs> there it is. I figured it out. So I stand in his stead to say thank you to all of our civic leaders and our first responders, all those that are committed to this city, this great city of ours. Amen. And we know that without God, we can do nothing. Amen. Praise God. Let's just pray to the Lord right now before we get started. Dear Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and for your mercies. We ask God that you would be with us today. Strengthen us. Lead us and guide us through your word. And we'll give you the praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you turn and greet somebody today? And you may be seated. So when you're in trouble, we all know what we're supposed to do, right? Dial 911. All the kids know that? What are we supposed to dial? 911. Man, they're, they're into it. I've used it a few times in our, and uh, one of the things that the fire department says is that we're on, we're on duty. So if we have to get up and go during the midst of it, they want you to know that they're on duty today. So, but we are thankful for them. And we know that 911 is the number that we should dial when we're in trouble. But let's go to the Bible's 911 in Psalms chapter 91 1. It just simply says this, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In other words, when you abide with God, you are under the protection of God Almighty. Amen? Verse 2, And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Verse 15 says, and this is the Lord speaking to us, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. I want to entitle this message this morning for the, just the next few minutes that I'm going to preach, and that is the first, first responder. The first first responder. In other words, Jesus Christ came for our rescue. Hallelujah. And he is the one that is our first responder. And the, in order for you to be able to receive the need met in your life, whatever it is, 
you first of all have to make the call. Look at your neighbor and tell him to make the call. In the book of Acts, when Jesus had already died and he's resurrected now and his disciples are now taking this gospel to the whole world, Peter begins to preach to them on the day of Pentecost. And when they heard this, they were pricked. The people that heard people, Peter preaching, they were convicted in their heart and asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what do we need to do? Peter simply said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He told them that they needed to repent. That is making the call. Hallelujah. We first of all have to realize that we need God in our lives. We have to make that call unto him and to dial up that uh, 911 emergency call and say, God, uh, I repent of my sins. Amen. And he says, that is our responsibility as each and every one of us is the repentance. That's our communication with our first responder. And then he said to be baptized. And the ministry is the responsibility party for those that want to be baptized. And then he said, God said, I will fill you with the Spirit. Hallelujah. He said, I will come and make my abode with you. But you've got to do the first initial step, and that is to get a hold of God. And just simply say, God, I need you. Hallelujah. And to say, God, I am nothing without you. And the Bible says, for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, what? Save yourselves from this untoward generation. How do we do that? By making the call. By calling upon our first responder. He says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive them of their sins and will heal their land. How many knows that we need a healing in this land today? How many know that it's only going to come by God Almighty? Amen. I don't care. I don't know what's going to happen in the elections come November, but it's not going to fix this thing without God in the middle of it. Amen. The church has a greater responsibility than ever before. But I want you to know that when we call upon the name of God, he said that he's going to respond to us. Hallelujah. And our God is as close as the mention of his name. Amen. I said our God is as close as the mention of the name. Responders go by something that they call a response time. They take pride on being able to get there that after you've made the call, they can get there within 10, 15 minutes. And they take pride in being able to be quick to the service. Amen. And quick to your call. And I want you to know that Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. How many times have you been in trouble when you just were able to say, Jesus, hallelujah, and he's been there to intervene on your behalf. I want you to know that Jesus has zero response time. You call upon him and he'll be there, hallelujah. 
And it tells us that it shall come to pass that whosoever, everybody say that means me, shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Hallelujah. When we call upon him, he will come to our rescue. Now, both law enforcement agents and also the firefighters have one thing in common, and that is they have a badge. A badge. I can remember as a kid, you know, when you get the firefighter suit or the police officer stuff, you know, you for one of the most important items in that little package would be the badge. You ever played that before? Hope we still play cops and robbers. Amen. And we love these badges. And I, I'm holding a real badge right here. As a matter of fact, uh, we called the police department on Friday wanted to get a uniform and a badge. On Friday, they said, well, we can't let you do that on Friday. We'll bring it to you on Sunday. <laughs> because this, that's how important the badge is. And I thought about it, you know, yeah, if I'd gotten it on Friday, I might have been tempted to uh, put on that police uniform and maybe put that badge on and strut around the mall or something, you know. <laughs> the authority that comes with the badge. But even as children, we knew that this item was an identification item to the police officer or to the firefighter. Along with it comes the representation of an oath. It is said that the first police badges, badges were in fact the coat of arms that were wore by the knights in medieval time. At that time, it was a big shield. It was what they called the coat of arms. And it identified the knight and his allegiance and his loyal leaders by displaying it on his shield. And like much of our law enforcement officers today who are sworn to protect, they take an oath. Medieval knights were sworn in to ask to protect the weak, defenseless, helpless, and to fight for the general welfare of all. This is what Jesus said when he first made his introduction onto the scene in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised. Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I want you to know this morning that you're here under the sound of my voice and you feel a little captivated by sin in your life or that something has you bound in your life. I want you to know that Jesus Christ as the first responder for our souls, hallelujah, will come to your rescue. He said, don't be surprised of the trouble and the situations that are in your world. He said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So they were meant to be to protect those that are weak. One of the things I think we need to realize in our lives, and I think the reason why we are even all here today, is the fact of the matter that we recognize that we are weak within our, ourselves, that there is no hope within our own selves, amen? We are here to recognize our need of God, 
That's exactly where God desires to bring us. Where we say, not my will, Lord, but thy will. Amen? We spend too much time masking our weaknesses. And too much time seeking the solution to the problems with our own means. And too little time seeking after God Almighty that holds the world in the palm of His hand. A lot of times the problems that we have is that we are increased with goods and we have need of nothing, including God. We hear about the great revivals in overseas and all the multitude of people and you see them standing there because there's really not even room to sit down. It's because they have nothing and they recognize they have a need of God. Hallelujah. Now, I don't think we have to move there in order to experience the powerful move of God in our lives. Amen. But we do have to recognize that we are nothing without Almighty God in our life and in our city. Hallelujah. Our, com our community needs more of God. And He has given us His oath, the Word of God, which is forever settled in heaven. Hallelujah. You can stand upon the Word of God and to realize that God will keep you no matter where you go. He'll be with you. Hallelujah. And everything may not go right, but we just need to realize that we are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. We are just passing through this old world. Hallelujah. Don't get too comfortable in it because the Bible says one day it's all going to pass away. Hallelujah. But while we're here, we can stay under the protecting power of Almighty God because He has given us His oath, His word. Hallelujah. The second thing that the bad repre badge represents is authority. Oh, hallelujah. Power. Amen. You can't wear this thing because you could be, you know, you're, you're trying to imitate a police officer. And that's even a crime. Because represented with this comes a lot of authority and power. Can I remind somebody here today that all power in heaven and in earth belong to the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Even the powers that be in this world are given only because he allows it to be. Because all, everybody say all, power in heaven and earth belong to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And that the name of Jesus Every knee is going to bow. You're going to do it sometime. You're going to do it one day. Hallelujah. You might as well do it on this side of eternity. Hallelujah. Every knee and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ, hallelujah, is Lord. I said every knee and every tongue. Hallelujah. It's not just some, it's just not just a few, but everyone is going to recognize that Jesus Christ, hallelujah, is the Lord of Lord. And neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Hallelujah. We must be saved. And it's only going to be through the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
We're thankful for our civic leaders and our first responders that can do everything that they can do in the natural. Hallelujah. But we're looking, hallelujah, unto a God and to a king, hallelujah, that everything falls under his dominion. And when man thinks to be impossible, with God, nothing is impossible. Now, I want you to get this down today because you may be here today in an impossible situation. So you may think. You may be under a situation that has you bound and you just don't think that there is any way out. And it looks like an impossibility. But let me remind you that with God, nothing is impossible. When you make the desperation call uh, to our very first first responder, he is able to come in uh, and to make a difference uh, in your situation. Hallelujah. He's the deliverer. He's the healer. He's the way maker. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And beside him there is no other. The law enforcement officers and the firefighters alike wear a badge. They wear the shield. Hallelujah. Our first responders take care of us in the natural, but God takes care of us both naturally and spiritually. Ephesians 6 tells us, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness in this world you're not going to overcome this by natural means it's a spiritual warfare hallelujah and against the spiritual wickednesses in high places Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God uh, that you may be able to stand uh, in the evil day. Hallelujah. And this day in which we live, hallelujah, I want to say I'm happy to know that God, uh, hallelujah, is our shield. That God is our shield. Hallelujah. And we especially want God to be the shield over this city. I said, we want God to be the shield over this city. We want him to be with our civic leaders and our first responders, whether they want it or not, because this is our city. This is God's city. Hallelujah. This is all winding up. This is all winding down. Hallelujah. And it can be the best of times or it can be the worst of times and in the, in the world, it seems like the worst of times, but let me tell you, in the church, it's the best of times. We can see like never before that we need God in our midst. People all over are recognizing the fact that they can't make it with Jesus Christ, without Jesus Christ on their side. Hallelujah. We need to understand and to acknowledge that God is our shield. Hallelujah. Put your trust in him. It's not just enough to acknowledge that there is a God. Everybody wants to acknowledge that there is a God. But we need to put our trust in this God. We need to trust Him. We need to put our lives into His hands. Hallelujah. David wrote, but let all things 
that, are put their, that put their trust in thee rejoice. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them that put their trust in thee rejoice. We got something to be happy about. Let them ever shout for joy. Woo! Because this world is not our home. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. Hallelujah. Because the Lord thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. I want you to know that the church ought to be the most positive people out there in our community in the world. Hallelujah. Everything can be going wrong, but the church should let up a shout of joy because God Almighty has everything in control. Hallelujah. There's hurting people that are in our midst that need what we've got. Hallelujah. He said, let them that love thy name be joyful in thee, for thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield, as with a badge. The prophet Isaiah said, no weapon formed against us will prosper. These first responders that we acknowledge today, they took an oath to protect our community to the best of their abilities. And they have been entrusted with keeping the peace and ensuring our safety. And we trust them with those responsibilities. So as we conclude our service today, the First Pentecostal Church just wants to, the civic leaders and all of our first responders to know that we are behind you, that we are with you, that we are praying for you. We are not your enemies. We are on your side. Hallelujah. We want to conclude this with giving you a little something that's kind of off the chart for most people. Maybe you might not even understand it. and Maybe most of us here don't really understand it. I can't say I understand it completely. But let me just explain. In the book of Acts, we're told that God did great miracles and signs through the Apostle Paul. To the point even that they brought handkerchiefs to Paul. He prayed for them and they went and took it to their sick and those that were in need. And the Bible says diseases, diseases departed out of them through these handkerchiefs. And so today, we want to give prayer cloths. We call them today prayer cloths to our first responders. Let me just note there that there's nothing special about this cloth as far as the physical sense. We just bought some material and cut it up with a pair of fancy scissors. It's just a piece of cloth. The claws are not magical. There's nothing magical about them. But they have been prayed over. Hallelujah. <laughs> I said they have been prayed over. Before you came today, and at the conclusion of this message, we are going to pray over them again this morning. While your badges represent your authority and commitment to service, let these prayer cloths be simple reminders that you have been prayed over.
Let them remind you that we have asked God to go with you and to protect you when you are on duty. To keep them, whether however you want to keep them, in your service vehicles or in your wallet or purses or whatever is convenient for you. But just so that when you see them, you're reminded about a God, hallelujah, that has all things in control. And that we here at the First Pentecostal Church are praying for you. We want you to have that constant reminder that you've been prayed over and that you are appreciated for your service and for your sacrifice. Can we all stand this morning? I wonder if we could all gather up around the front in dismissing. Let's all come up. What we're going to do, I'm going to ask Bishop Myers to come and he's going to pray a prayer over these prayer cloths. And I don't want to leave out somebody that may be in need this morning as we'll have an altar service. You can continue to pray and there'll be those that are around you that will pray. And we just want uh, you to come and find the liberty and the freedom and the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ. But as we come and we want to pray for our first responders, we want to pray for our civic leaders, we want to pray for our cities. And I ask Bishop Myers to come at this time to pray over these uh, prayer cloths. Bishop. I'm going to ask everybody to just push right on in close, if you would. And we're going to pray for these people. God bless them. This is not only for these men, but also for the others as well, you know, and that are not here. And let's pray for, we call them first responders, our police department, our fire department. And we appreciate them so much. These are, this is a Bible thing that we're doing here. The Bible says that they prayed over those napkins and they went with those people. And we're going to be giving this to them for them to take with them and pray that their blessings, God's blessings and God's hand will be upon them. And that's what we're going to pray to this extent. Would you bow your head with us right now together? Our Heavenly Father and Lord Jesus, we love you so much, God. You're the great God of all heaven and earth. And Lord, we thank you, Jesus, because your hand is on America. Your hand is upon, Lord, your people. And God, we thank you, Jesus, for these that have given their time and their service and even those who have given their lives, Lord, that we might have the blessings that we have in this country. We ask you, Jesus, to go with these napkins, Lord. Let your blessings, let your protection be upon them, Lord. Just, Lord, as they have, ha they have responsibility, Lord, we also know, God, that they have this great responsibility of caring for those that they come in contact with. We ask you to be with them, Jesus. God, we ask you to be with our placement, be with our firemen, be with all of these, God, that do the service of the Lord. We know that your word teaches us in your word that we should honor them, respect them, and even pray for them, Lord, and to regard them, oh Lord, in high esteem for the work that they do, that we might be safe, that we may be at peace, that we may have your blessings upon us here in this life. Lord, we ask you to go with these napkins at this time. Everyone that has one, we ask you to bless that person. Be with him or her, Lord, and protect them and keep them, Jesus, through all the things that they may go through and let your blessings be upon them in a very special way. God, we love you today, and we thank you, Lord, and we believe in you, and we trust in you, Lord, for there is none else but you, 
and we give you the praise and glory for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord, Brother Richie. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to pass these out at this time. If you have to go, you're dismissed. If you have a need this morning, we have altar workers that are up here. If you just raise your hand, they will pray with you. Hallelujah. Don't leave here without touching the first, first responder. Amen. Thank you for coming. We love and appreciate each and every one of us. God bless you. Amen. You're the God of this city. You're the King of these people. You're the Lord of this nation. You are.